Welcome to the Avatar program. Soon, you're going to have a chance to undertake an amazing Navi rite of passage, flying on the back of this powerful animal called an Ekron, or as we call it, a podcast. There are thousands of Disney podcasts on the internet, and this is one of them. I'm Jake. I'm Josh. I'm Jordan. And you're listening to... Tonight, the Hawkeye trailer drops so, so nicely. So nice. Some awesome characters drop by for the Oogie Boogie Bash at California Adventure. We drop into Gasly's collectible corner. And for main topic, we drop. Why is drop on here so ni- so many times? What? Uh, it, every fucking thing says drop. Anyways, for main yeah, topic, it, we, t- we Josh, take a deep dive. It's called a, a theme. Space two twenty restaurant. <laughs> I didn't even put drop on that one. <laughs> I know it was missing it. You needed you needed to fucking. We need to redo this. <laughs> I'm not redoing it. No, we'll do it live. So main topic, we drop in a deep dive into the new Space 220 Which restaurant. I'm very excited to that? dive into. Or drop into? Yeah, right? Or I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. <laughs> it's so weird that that's Kenny Rogers. <laughs> it's so weird that we used to end. You, you know. What, what about I... Kenny Rogers? It's just weird that that's a Kenny Rogers song. It's completely off brand for him, but I respect him for it. I, yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's completely on brand for him because that's like some of the first stuff he put out. See, when I say off brand for him, I lack all the knowledge of his prior work. <laughs> Duncan here. <laughs> that is his prior work. I mean, before that. <laughs> before that. Wait, what do you mean? There was I, nothing I, before I, that. I just, thought he sold fried chicken. No, that's... Oh, wait, that is him. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, another confession. <laughs> wait, wasn't it Colonel Rogers Restaurant or no, some shit? It's Kenny Rogers know. Roasters. There was a whole Seinfeld episode about it. It was glorious. Um, what was it? Oh, so confession, speaking of Kenny's, I constantly, <laughs> constantly confuse Kenny Loggins and Kenny Rogers, just in name only. Huh. But, like, I know one of them does Footloose, and one of them doesn't, but it's a crapshoot if I get the right name on who does it. Huh. Well, as long as you don't mix either one of them up with Uncle Kenny, well, you're fine. Well, I mean, the two Kennys I was talking about have talent. <laughs> so, there's that. I'm, I mean, there's, that's, that's fair yeah. enough. And that's where we're going to leave that discussion, because no one else... Cares about Uncle Kenny. <laughs> like anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. So uh those listening and or watching, I just want to point out this episode started with random ass technical difficulties for no reason. Like we changed nothing. So I'm hoping for the best in quality here because I'm very excited about this episode. So if it sounds a little off from normal 
bear with us. I, I don't know why. We did nothing different. <laughs> Ryan's <laughs> here in the chat. I don't know if that affects things or makes it better. Oh, Jillian's <laughs> here too. We got Ryan and Jillian. And one more time, I do want to thank Jillian for joining us last week. If you haven't listened to that that episode, go back and listen to it because it was great. And then she's asking me to make the technical difficulties less random. Already on the offensive over there, Jillian. Come on. Come on. Damn. Right? I feel attacked and I probably deserve it. So is she saying we need to schedule our technical difficulties? Hold on. Can you even do that? I mean... (laughs) Yeah, Rob. Who does it? Robin Hood. Yeah. Schedules. The stock market. Oh, not not the literary character. No, 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 no. The uh, the 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 stock trading. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. They did schedule that. And I do want to point out that Ryan and Jillian are now starting a chat club over in the chat. And like I, I'm a little jealous that I'm not part of the chat club. <laughs> I don't know if I should just dip out of the call. <laughs> like, you, you guys got it from here? Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't guarantee. I mean, that's basically that's basically our motto. Hi, we're the Mickey Mutineers. What's, what's, what's the motto? No, no, what's the motto with you? Hey, no, we're the Mickey. <laughs> We're the Mickey Mutineers, and we can't guarantee the quality. We are assholes for your ear holes. Thank you for Safari Mike for that one. Mm. And I've been meaning to say this for the last couple months. I know that we end each episode with a dig at Radio Harambe. And if anyone's confused by that, no, we're friends with them. Like, we... Safari Mike used to be on this show a lot, and you know we—it's a—it's a, a friendly jab, and I don't mind if they jab back at us. I just want to point that out in case there, someone thinks that we're actually assholes. We're not... Wait, hold on. Did they? Did they? Did they jab back? No, at us? not that I know of. But okay, like at the end of every episode, when I say that, I feel guilty, and I'm like, okay, next week I gotta like kind of clarify that that you know <laughs> we don't hate each other. Oh. We just act like we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we people. act like that. I just, I just think it's a funny yeah, it's joke. Fantastic! It's one of the best. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it started off as a Jungle Cruise joke. And what better way to honor a Jungle Cruise joke than with a um, jungle-themed podcast? Jungle themed. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Jungle Cruise-themed podcast, but no, they, they're not. They should be. Oh, that would be. Awesome. <laughs> All right, we're going to start a petition. <laughs> we need Radio Harambe to condense from an Animal Kingdom-based podcast to only a Jungle Cruise-based podcast. <laughs> but not tell But Dave. not tell Dave. Mike can know. So I need someone to t- tweet Safari Mike at Jumbo Everyone and tell him that they are no longer an Animal Kingdom podcast. They are only a Jungle Cruise podcast. <laughs> like, I expect someone to get on that right now. What? Oh, <laughs> Josh constantly forgets that technology exists. What? I don't know where that statement was going. Oh, I I remembered I have a Twitter account again today, and uh, got on there. And there's uh, 
you know, the list of recommended for you shit. Yeah. And all of it was just a list of these horrible, horrible right wing QAnon people. All right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that even came from. It's like the opposite of what I actually follow. Hmm. <laughs> I hope you just immediately logged back off. He was like, nope. Click. Done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't have a Twitter account anymore. Oh. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have it. As far as I know. Hmm. I'll forget about it here in a week. As far as Robbie knows. I don't even really as go as on it. Jesus, what the fuck's happening? I'm about to turn on some Fubu Zetas. Are you guys ready to talk some Disney? Let's talk some Disney! I lied. Those were not Fubu Zetas. God damn it. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, Josh, I want to start things off with your news because I'm very excited about it. I I mean, I I like how you give me, like, the shortest... Well, yeah, possible. you know why? Because I need you to read them, and if they're long, you won't. And also, you did kind of hint that your participation tonight may or may not happen. So, oh, I mean, I, I wasn't sure where the fuck I was going. If there's going to be cell phone service where I am, right? And that's why I gave you the short news article. But also, it's okay, an exciting so... one because I really like this one. So this is uh, Disneyland news today. And it's Agatha, Harkness, Sid, and Cruella debut exclusively for Oogie Boogie Bash at California Adventure. I don't even know what Oogie Boogie Bash is. What the fuck is that? Okay, well, let's, again, another reason I gave you the short one. This California Adventure's Halloween party. It's their... Okay, is it is it like scary or is it like just like the Mickey's eh, not-so-scary party? It's not-so-scary. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, yeah, three villains debuted this year for the Oogie Boogie Bash. Uh, Agatha from WandaVision, Sid from Toy Story, Cruella from, well... Yeah, it's Cruella. the new Cruella, like, from... Um, for now, they're exclusive to the event, blah, blah, blah. Agatha is at the Sanctorium. Um, Sid is in Toy Story Midway Mania. I don't know. He's over, over that way. XR Place. And Cruella's in Hollywood Land, and that's the pretty much it for the story. So earlier this week, unless you Robbie, I, I can I can I can play the video and narrate the video. Please don't. Let's just talk about the video because okay. technically Robbie sent us the video, and it was really cool. Because yeah, I didn't even know about it until I saw the video. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, the lady playing Agatha <laughs> in the Marvel Land in the Avengers Campus, fantastic. Like I had no idea that was even happening, and they just nailed her. Although I do have one minor complaint that they didn't even play her theme song at all. So, oh, that's the other thing—they are playing her theme song. They are in in, in the meet and greet area. Oh. Yes. Well, then I take back everything I just said. Good. I'm glad you read that. I don't. I, I wasn't able to watch the whole video. I was just able to see the Sid part. Um. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that there was no music. Oh. In her part, but the article says there is. Were they playing Agatha's theme song for Sid? No, I... I, Did Robbie send us the whole video, or is it just Sid? I I don't know, man. It was just the Sid one. 
Okay, so wherever the fuck I am, the uh, cell service is usually piss poor. Agreed. So, yeah. All right, so next up in news, we're kind of zooming through this because we got, we, well, we started kind of late, but also I'm excited about the main topic. So, next up in news today, again, things Robbie sent, has sent us, uh, the Hawkeye trailer dropped for the new Hawkeye show coming out. Guys, I'm excited for Hawkeye. Yeah, and like, I'm pretty sure the ending <sighs> episodes will be around Christmas because it is themed around yeah. Christmas, and it is coming out like November 24th. I, w- I was not expecting the Hawkeye show to be like, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of like a Hallmark Christmas movie show. <laughs> like no, we're gonna get we're gonna get so, into this genre now. So I have a question about it. <laughs> hold on, I need to answer a chat question because hold that question. Jillian just asked, "What hot guy trailer?" No, Jillian, not hot guy trailer. <laughs> well, I, hot guy, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Anyway, uh, unless you think he's hot, then. I mean, he's kind of dreamy. Anyway, Josh, what's your question? Um, I was under the assumption that the female character was his daughter. No, the female character is Kate Bishop. Her. I don't even know who that is. Her, well, it's not his daughter because his last name is Barton. Well, her name is Kate Bishop. <laughs> really, you know as much about her as we do now. Okay, good. Hey, according to Ryan, Jordan's the hot guy trailer. Mm. And this is now Hawkward. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for writing my material. <laughs> Chat club really coming through on this episode. Thanks, guys. You're the only person that has access to Chat club. Uh, I have access to it, but I'm, apparently I'm not a member of it. Julian already kicked me out of Chat club. Wait, you were never in chat I tried club. to get in while Josh was talking about Agatha, and I was shut down almost immediately. I mean, do you blame me? No, him? I wouldn't let me in chat club either. <laughs> I wouldn't let any of you in chat club. <laughs> but that's not my decision. What were we talking Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. <laughs> um, something I'm really, really excited about that was in the trailer is the Rogers musical. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh... I saw somebody, I saw somebody send out a tweet today that said, uh, I hope the Hawkeye, or I hope the, uh, Rogers musical hits Disney plus pretty soon. <laughs> like if they don't go all in on that Rogers musical, cause there's, I, I mean, at the beginning of the trailer, you see like banners for the Rogers musical and you're like, okay, that's so like nice little Easter egg. But then like, Later on in the trailer, you actually see scenes from the Rogers musical. And I was like, oh, man, they need to go all in because I need this Rogers musical. <laughs> and one of the scenes was the uh, it was clearly a depiction depiction of the Battle of New York. And <laughs> I, I'm very excited for the Hawkeye show. I'm insanely excited for whatever the Rogers musical may or may not be. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I got on the Hawkeye trailer. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Anyone else got anything on the Hawkeye trailer? Uh, 
Uh, it was filmed down the road from me. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing downtown Canton as some of the backdrop of the Hawkeye show. <laughs> I want Jordan in the background just waving. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I Earlier this year, I was driving through downtown Canton and I saw all of the uh, production lights and the production uh, uh, trucks. And I had a feeling it was the Hawkeye show because I knew it was filming in North Georgia. I just didn't know where. And then I had texted a friend of mine who owns a shop downtown and she knew and she told me that's what it was. So I thought for a second about going down there whenever cameras were starting to roll just to see if I can uh, accidentally become an extra in the background. Uh, but I didn't. I, I thought better of it. I was like, no, I'm not gonna. I don't want. I don't want to be the guy that ruins a Marvel show. So, <laughs> but that'd be great ratings for this podcast. Like, all right, we got Jordan Gassing, the guy that ruins Marvel shows. Like, just shuts down production completely. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to be the guy that didn't step off frame in the Mandalorian season two in that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tempt fate. Well, you can get your own action figure. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> oh, man, my own action figure. How do I, oh, how do I get my own action figure? I feel like if anybody should have his own action figure. Who? What? No, go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, I just... I forgot what I was saying. What were you saying? You were saying if anyone could have an action figure themselves and then you stopped. Oh. Oh, if anyone should have an action figure of themselves, it like I feel like it would be me, right? Like I have too much I have too I'm playing with one right now. Like I have too many of these damn things in my house. <laughs> no. See, you say too many, and I, I disagree with that assessment of your situation. Well, right before before the damn podcast started, I sent out a tweet with a link to a Marvel Legend figure, and I, and I said, "Somebody talk me out of buying this," and and I have not <laughs> talked myself out of it. So, <laughs> so maybe you, maybe you should buy. save your money for something better. What? No. Like what? I don't know. I'm trying to talk you out of it. Oh. <laughs> well, what, so my anyways, follow-up question they're, they're, was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's websites where you can, you know, build custom action figures of yourself and buy them. What? So maybe you should save up and get one of those. Oh, shit. Are we, uh, is that what the Mickey Mutineers uh, Christmas swap going to be this year? Just customized <laughs> figures of each other? That'd be fun. I want the whole set. Wait, <laughs> do we include chat club wait, on this? wait. Does the whole set sure. include the Mutineer van? No, Mutineer van got demolished like seven years ago. No, the mutant, the Mutineer van is going to be the extra vehicle. God, <laughs> don't you know it's action figures? There. Son of a bitch. Yeah, but you, you got to uh, just collect the pieces that come with the uh, action figures to build it yourself. <laughs> each each figure comes with a piece of the. <laughs> That way you have to get all, all of them. That's how we get you. I each learned, figure, I learned each, that trick from Marvel. Has each, figure, each figure comes with a piece of Dimitri. 
<laughs> That'd be funny too. <laughs> a fucking Dimitri build a figure. God damn it. <laughs> it just looks like Zangief but with like tiny legs. Can you skip I I think there should be like a mutineer set and you know the build a figure is Dimitri and then a chat club set. But then you can combine them all into the giant red rocket. No, no, no. The guys, Phrasing. the van and the rocket are separate vehicle purchases. Did you guys not have toys growing up? What the fuck? <laughs> Josh broke all mine. Like you don't, you didn't, you didn't buy a Ninja Turtle and it came with a piece of the turtle van. You bought the turtle van separate because that's how they fucking get you. <laughs> we put our van out, and then once the kids get tired of the fucking van. We put out the rocket, so that's the second vehicle. Yeah, like again, I swear, it's like you guys like news. And then after this? that, <laughs> then school. you need your own. We need our own castle. Hold, hold on, it's it's the school, but like on a castle. Jordan just described <laughs> no. like, the history of the mutineers castle podcast. Mutineer. We got tired of the van, <laughs> and then we brought out the rocket. <laughs> and next year, we will be broadcasting live from Fort Asshole. That's the name of our castle. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Nice. <laughs> Which is weird because because Fort's our castle, but it looks just like Cinderella Castle from Walt Disney World. <laughs> it it Maybe like some spray paint graffiti on the side. <laughs> wow, the upkeep of Fort Asshole is really nice. <laughs> okay it's not for it no it's just Hold a on. castle Jillian says that she wants mutineer figures for fuckmas and then Ryan says guys we make that's that's, that's, that's the last day of fuckmas you get this <laughs> on the last day of fuckmas uh, Ryan has oh, the idea that we make it mutineer figures he has the idea that we make it a Walmart exclusive but then never ship them out <laughs> And I don't. Uh, no, no, they'll just be uh, delayed. <laughs> For how long? Or, or quantities will be limited. <laughs> no, if we limit the quantities, we can actually raise the prices. No, that's the aftermarket. Oh shit! What if we? That's yeah. That's what'll happen. That's what'll happen is like scalpers will get it, and they'll raise the price on the Mickey Mutineers figures on the aftermarket. So if we retail our for twenty four ninety nine, and the scalpers get it. It's going to be easily nine per figure on the secondary market. Maybe forty nine, depending on who's the short pack figure. <laughs> I have no clue. What any- <laughs> I I want to join you and sound official like you, but like, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Is this- well, no, that's that's how that's how action figures are packed. Like typically, there's two of each, but there's one, one figure that's the short pack, which has one figure per case. <laughs> but now, it used to, that's how it used to be. But now, whenever you get a wave, there's one figure that's double packed, and then everything else per case. So everything else is short packed. We have a new member of yes. Chat Club. Morgan is here. Okay. So. Yes. Uh, everyone say hi to Tiki Goon, Morgan. 
And all right, Tiki Goon. Yes, what what's everyone's accept- accessories on these figures? Oh, uh, that's a good see. point. Uh, Robbie will come with uh, AirPods that won't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh will come with. Uh, uh, Josh, what beer are you drinking right now? I'm not. I'm at work. Oh. Don't well, then you'll I, come. A half empty body of whiskey and a broken pogo stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do me, do me. Uh, Jake will come with uh, a uh, a rush T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, that's highly flammable. <laughs> like, like on the figure, it's actually highly flammable. Like, don't buy this for kids. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, and no, uh, Jake's gonna come with a Nintendo Switch. Yes. Oh, I love this. Okay, I know what Jordan's comes with, but I'm totally stealing it from Jillian. Jillian came up with what Jordan has. All right. Other action figures of Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> just smaller. Well, what she actually said is she's just going to get a Mankind figure, throwing a spooky shirt on him, and adding a cat and calling him Jordan. So Jordan definitely comes with a cat. But then, like, there's expansion packs where you can just buy more cats. Accessory pack. Sorry. See, that's why I have the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Why can I have an Oculus instead of Because you've never used your Oculus on the podcast. No. It's like right no. over there. <laughs> I, listen, this is my bit. I make the rules, Robbie. <laughs> Hold on. Going back to Jordan's cat. Ex- podcast! Stella's here. Anyway, going back to uh, Jordan's accessory kit. So I, I, I'll actually, I'll actually come with the podcat. The podcat comes with me. <laughs> Wait, are you the podcat's accessory pack? Uh, yes. Sure. But anyway, your other accessory pack is like randomly, just extra cats will show up and figure Jordan's backyard just randomly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jillian's requesting a figure of wall. And I feel like that's actually the most attainable figure. <laughs> that, that, that's an extra for like, Jake. Okay, no, you, you know when you go to Target or any wherever you buy your action figures and you go to the Star Wars Black Series section and there's always the red guards because nobody freaking wants to buy the red guards. It's just going <laughs> to be a wall. wall. Just thousands of walls. <laughs> <laughs> At least... Yeah, he'll have friends for himself. Nobody asked you, Wall. Oh, well. Jillian might have asked you. Just to get. Hold on. Is this Jordan's. Or is this Gasly's collectible corner? Because if it's not, I feel like we need to roll into Gasly's collectible corner. I feel like that would be a really good segue. So. We can, we can roll into collectible hold, corner. Hold on. We, we have one more accessory pack for Jordan. <laughs> Okay. Not, this is coming from the chat club, so I'm sorry, I have no control over this. Okay. Ryan says okay. that one out of 
every 5,000 Jordan figures comes with an Ecto cooler. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. He was drinking one the other like, day. So, yeah, the accessory Ecto coolers are just going to be just as rare as actual Ecto coolers. Mm. So, mm-hmm. anyway, all right, mm-hmm. take it away, Gasly's Collectible Corner. What are we talking about today? All right, Gas's Collectible Corner. Uh, Marvel had another live stream today, or Hasbro's Marvel Legends had another live stream today, and they gave an update on the Galactus figure, which was the HasLab um, crowdfunding figure. Uh-huh. And they initially needed 14,000 backers at 300 or uh, uh, four, at $400 a piece. It was 399 plus tax and shipping. Uh, they ended it. With 1,000 backers. So, if I can do some quick math on this uh, calculator here. 1,000 backers times $400. They raised $12.4 million for that toy. Holy shit. (laughs) That's what it got got backed with. So, that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, The other thing that they announced today jake you might actually enjoy this because i know that they announced spider-man retro figures for the marvel legends series uh Uh, you were trying to find that spider-man figure nope did you ever find it did you ever get it i think it might be getting a reissue at some point soon because they just announced six new figures for the retro spider-man legends wave today and one of those figures uh, is the black costume symbiote Spider-Man, uh, the Ben Riley Spider-Man. And they also did a spider armor, or they're doing it from that one specific episode of the animated series. Uh, and then they're also doing a Hobgoblin, a Marvel's Hammerhead, which was a very deep cut, I thought. And then they're doing a cartoon-accurate Marvel's Shocker. Oh. Yeah. And then there were, like, a couple of other uh, smaller announcements. Like, they're doing um, they're doing uh, a retro card uh, for a couple of older Loki figures. And they're doing a, a retro card for uh, Falcon, which is just, like, a repaint of the Falcon figure that came out. At the end of last year, which was in the uh, one, one of the last waves of the year. I can't remember what the Build-A-Figure it, was for it. Was, it. I, wasn't the Build-A-Figure Falcon's Wings? No, that was the Disney Plus. I'm talking about the oh, comic right, book right, Falcon. Right, right. Uh, it, it, was the, it was the Joe Fix-It wave. It was the same wave that had Thunderstrike and Kang... And a couple of other people. So, but anyway, they just announced like 10 new figures today, which was crazy. So, so it seems like out of all of the properties that Disney owns, it seems that Marvel has been getting the most releases for collectibles and action figures. Yeah, they've been really coming out because now they have a... Did we talk about the... um? There was a new wave coming out of like the MC of MCU figures, and I forgot what it was now. Uh, there was a what if? Yeah, that was, wave that's what it was. Yeah, coming out. Right, we did talk about that. 
I think we. I still haven't got my Wanda that I had pre-ordered for like months now. From where did you pre-order it? Toy Store. Uh, it's probably still up on pre-order. Yeah, big bad Toy Store takes forever to get stuff to you sometimes. Nah, addendum. The one thing that Robbie ordered. (laughs) <laughs> took forever to get there. Not everything from Big Bad Toy Store. Yeah, I've gotten Store. a few things from Big Bad Toy Store, and I've gotten all of them except for Wanda. So, and that wasn't and that wasn't Big Bad Toy Store's fault. That was actually the company's fault that kept pushing back. Their yeah, I'm, I'm guessing there's a demand for the Wanda figure because she's awesome. That's the that's the hardest one from that wave okay, to so find. Everything makes sense because I got I didn't get everything from that wave, but I got Falcon and I got Zemo and. Oh, what was the other one I got? I think I got Bucky. Bucky was yeah. a good figure. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like the pre-order from Wanda is got pushed back to this month. They'll they'll just keep pushing it back month by month until they just eventually get their their stock in. And so you'll yeah, get it eventually. Is I'll finally just get the email. I'll forget about it and I'll get the email that says it's on its way. I'm like, ooh, yay! <laughs> It'll be like a nice mm-hmm. little surprise. <clears throat> can we get sponsored by Big? Uh, can we get sponsors? Yeah, I don't see why not. All you gotta do is ask them. I mean, I, I feel like at least this segment specifically could get sponsored. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Gas's Collectible Corner is sponsored by Big Bad Toy Store. Well, now they're not gonna sponsor us because I used that voice. Damn it! I ruined everything. <laughs> we could be. We could be sponsored by uh, Whipple Energy. Whipple! No, that's not our bit. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Although we do, we do do still that bit. So maybe we could do that bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what I was just thinking. You're gonna muck with the timeline even worse now. <laughs> so, all right, Jordan, is that is that all you got on uh, Gas's Collectible Corner? That's all I got. I loved it and. Look, I love Gasly's collectible corner, but I feel like every time you have one, it just means it's going to cost me money. <laughs> what do you, how do you think I feel? Well, I'm welcome not... to my welcome to my tire of plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both clearly have depression. <laughs> he says as he laughs about it. <laughs> oh, the tears are real. <laughs> yeah, but it fills the it, it fills the void quite nicely. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for news. We're gonna move right on into our our main topic, which I'm very excited about because we've only done this one other time. And we, I, okay, I went really in depth on this, guys. <laughs> so this week, I, I mean, what? That, that was my whole idea of this topic. Oh, yeah, and it's called Deep Dive for a reason. And boy, did I go on a deep dive. I am elbow deep in Space 220, guys. Look, deep dive sounds too official. I, I had to bring it down to our level somehow. So anyway, <laughs> so this week, main topic, deep dive. It's where we talk about something, but like... Super, super in depth, and the only other time we did this is when we talked about the entire history of Fast Pass, and that it was quite a 
quite a great episode. I, I really like that, and I really like doing this. And I came home today after work, and I went real deep into this because let's get right into Space 220. Space 220 is the restaurant opening this week. It opens September 20th at the Mission Space Pavilion at Epcot. And hold on. Jillian just asked if I made her reservation for Space 220. Jillian, no, that's not how this works. You make our reservations. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke. You really do. And no, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's accusing me of being a bad travel agent. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Anyway, uh, if you don't know what Space 220 is, it's the restaurant. No. Okay, maybe it is my fault. <laughs> Josh is very convincing. Uh, but I feel like Space 220, I'm just seeing how often I can say Space 220, is the culmination <laughs> of 66 years of theme park history. And I'm going all the way back. We're going into a deep dive timeline here, guys, because July 17th, 1955, Disneyland opening day. That is also the same day, well, of course it's the same day, that Rocket to the Moon opened in Disneyland. And what Rocket to the Moon was, was... I want to. I'm going to call it an attraction because it certainly was not a ride. It had circular seating, stadium circular seating, and in the center of the room, yeah, you'll understand the circular seating later. There was a monitor in the floor and a monitor in the ceiling, and the entire point of Rocket to the Moon was your seats would vibrate to simulate a rocket launch. And in the floor screen, you would see Earth fall away from you. And in the ceiling screen, you would see yourself approaching the moon. And remember, this is, a this is 1955 technology. How well it looked, I have no idea. But they vibrated the seats and filled them with compressed air to simulate this rocket launch. And it was a thing that happened. Now, if you're wondering why I'm talking about that, it's going to come up later. Everything's going to connect. Just trust me. In 1967... Disneyland's Rocket to the Moon is refurbished as Flight to the Moon. I don't know really what changed the name, I guess. <laughs> and then, so that, that remains Flight to the Moon. December 24th, 1971, Flight to the Moon opens at the Magic Kingdom. So it wasn't an opening day attraction, but it was, it was opening year. What was that? I don't remember, three and a half, two and a half months later. Uh, in 1975, Disneyland's Flight to the Moon gets a destination change and becomes Mission to Mars. Now, like I said, 1975. And the big cause of this is because in 1969, we actually went to the moon and come to find out it was nothing like Flight to the Moon. <laughs> so for some reason, <laughs> it took six years to update that dated attraction. And now, we're go and now the, the ride goes to Mars. And again, same thing. You just kind of watch Earth fall away below you and see Mars approach from above. And then in June of 1975, Magic Kingdom's flight to the moon also becomes mission to Mars. This is all going to come around, guys. Just trust me on this one. January 15th, 1986. Here's It's a day that will live in infamy because at Epcot, this is the day that the Living Seas opens. And with the Living Seas, the Hydrolators. Mm. And if anyone has been... Man. 
I loved no, those. No, Hydrolators are terrible, Josh. <laughs> no, they were awesome. So the Hydrolators, Jordan, you, you got to experience the Hydrolators, right? Uh, what were the Hydrolators? At, at the Living Seas at Epcot. Like, so there was no, well, when I went there, there was no ride. The sea cabs had long since closed. So you would go into this elevator, in air quotes, and it would descend you, you know, thousands of leagues into the ocean to Sea Base Alpha. But what it was was an elevator, air quotes, and it just had the walls would move up and bubbles would go up so it would look like you were going down. And, again, this is going to connect later in the end. And then the doors would open and you'd be at Sea Base Alpha. And people were like, oh, that was... I don't... I don't remember that. In the... if, if I did, I don't remember that because I feel like I feel like whenever I went... The first time, I know I did some sort of attraction in the Living Seas, but I don't remember what it was. It might have been that. They were the only way out. No, they were the only way in, because you still exited through the gift shop. The gift shop was always a a mainstay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So in in its final years or months or whatever of the Living Seas, before it got switched over to the Seas with Nemo and Friends... They gave up on the hydrolators and they just had the doors open. You just walked right through them, and it pretty much ruined the illusion because you. They were, what? They were probably sick of assholes opening them up while they're going while they're moving. Yeah, flooding the hydrolators. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my stuff. So yeah, that, but that was the way into the living seas. Everybody would gather into this elevator and you would be transported, air quotes, down into Sea Base Alpha. It's coming around to that. Hold on. November 2nd, 1992, Disneyland's Mission to Mars closes, and their plan there was to bring the extraterrestrial alien encounter into Tomorrowland at Disneyland. But then in 1993, uh, that's when Euro Disneyland at the time hit all of its financial issues and you know was costing the, the company a lot of money, like billions or something. And Alien Encounter, along with a number, a number of other Tomorrowland projects for Disneyland's Tomorrowland, canceled. And the building that housed Mission Tomorrow's... Yeah, mushmouth over here. Uh, the building that housed Mission Tomorrow's sat empty for a number of years. Six years, actually. Because it didn't open up again until May 22nd, 1998. And that's when it finally opened up as Red Rocket's Pizza Port which it still is today, but it's Alien Pizza Planet. And in Red Rocket's Pizza Port, in one section, I can't remember if they had it for both theaters or just one of the circular theaters, in one area where the the launch theater used to be, the tables are arranged in a, the same circular pattern as a nice little callback to uh, the previous tenant of that building. And same with the, uh, the Moonliner rocket, it still sits outside, although it's not called the Moonliner rocket anymore. But just a call back to the original attraction that sat in that building. So now we're going to back up a bit. And on October 4th, 1993, that's when Magic Kingdom's Mission to Mars closes. And two years later, in 1995, Magic Kingdom finally gets Alien, alien Encounter, which is terrifying. And Jordan and Robbie, you didn't get to experience that either, did you? Robbie, what year were you born? I did not. 2000? Okay, yeah, you definitely did not get to experience that. Because 
Alien Encounter <laughs> lasted until October 12th, 2003. And if your dad took you on that when you were only three years old, that's... No, that's... <laughs> it's child abuse or something. <laughs> It'd be terrifying. Yeah, I definitely remember riding it. They were riding it, sitting through it, watching it. I don't know. It was... It was so the cool thing about Alien Encounter is it used the same seats or the same seat patterns from Mission to Mars. So the circular theater with the what you're watching is in the middle, but on Alien Encounter, it was a murderous alien that killed the, some members of the audience. And in Mission to Mars, it was your windows out the rocket. But it was the same seats, except for they added the shoulders restraints. And uh, yeah. That's why I bring in an encounter into this because they really, really retrofitted that mission to Mars theater into what it is or what it was. And then Alien and Track or Alien Encounter closes and it gets it gets replaced by uh, it gets replaced by Stitch's Great Escape. That's that's closed now, so we're just gonna leave that timeline right there. We're just that that building in, and it's still sitting empty. So that that building's story ends tragically however march 10th 2000 guys do you remember this because this is not the end of mission to mars the story the uh the first theatrical film emphasis on theatrical based on a disney attraction opens in theaters and that movie was mission to mars does anyone remember this movie Which movie? Mission to Mars. <laughs> that's not the uh, that's not the one with. Um, uh, I don't think I ever saw that. The one with Harlan Williams, is it? No, that's Rocket Man. Okay. No, Mission to Mars had like Gary Sinise, Don Cheadle. It was and it was directed by directed by Brian De Palma. Wait, wait so the, wait, <laughs> this was like a legit. Yeah, movie. no, this was a big like blockbuster movie. Like Brian De Palma, he he directed Carrie and Scarface. Like <laughs> anyway, Mission to Mars sucked. It was a terrible movie. It was a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Don't ever watch it. I don't recommend it. It's just funny that that was their first Disney's first dipping of the toe into their attraction movies, and decided to carry on after that. Which I'm glad they did, and they're still going. Uh. But emphasis on Gary Sinise starring in this movie because on August 15th, 2003, Mission Space opens in Epcot. And I consider Mission Space a spiritual successor to Mission to Mars because it's essentially the same story with better technology. And coming from the movie Mission to Mars, your mission commander is Gary Sinise. And he talks about lunch a lot. Always saying prepare for lunch and whatever. It's weird. And he has since been replaced by Gina Torres from that popular show everybody likes. I forgot what it was. Firefly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get hell for that. I, I think that's only uh, that's only on one side, though. Unless they've changed it to both sides yeah, recently. No, both sides are her. So Gary Sinise is out, but... His connection from the Mission to Mars attraction to the Mission to Mars movie to the Mission Space attraction, like, I I can't say that that's not on purpose. 
Is it weird to call Mission Space a sequel to Mission to Mars? Like a sequel ride? No. And more connection from I, it what? Kind of is. Yeah. And more connections. I mean, I thought it was a sequel to Horizons. No, it just replaced Horizons. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. not a sequel at all. <laughs> just had a bulldozer. Anyway, also more connections in the mission space queue in the when you're looking at the uh, mission control command room on one of the monitors there's a there's video fo- footage of a bird landing <laughs> sorry chat club is over here talking about mars needs moms sorry jillian mars needs moms does not fit into this timeline anywhere uh, i forgot that movie even existed but i feel like between mars needs moms mission to mars and john carter of mars Disney needs to stop making movies about Mars. Just a hunch. But keep making rides about Mars. Because that seems to be where they excel. Anyway. uh, It has the footage of the bird landing. Which was footage that they actually used in the original uh, Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars attractions. So there's a lot of connections in Mission Space. Like it's just kind of the amalgamation of everything coming together. And then... Seems random at the moment, but hold on a second. December 5th, 2019. Rise of the Resistance opens in Hollywood Studios. And why do I bring this up? What is the connection here? Because when you get off that transport on Rise of the Resistance and later on in the big battle scene, you have these giant space windows that looking out into space and it looks amazing. Jordan, back me up on this one. Just yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and this this is pure speculation on my part, but I assume that it is the same technology that's going to be the giant space window in Space 220. And uh, looping back around to the hydrolators, the entire this is where the hydrolators and flight to the moon all comes together is to get to the Space 220 restaurant. You get into a a space elevator, so the opposite of a hydrolator. But I just like that the idea that you still have to gather into this thing to make it look like you're going somewhere else, this time up instead of down. And the technology <laughs> in this ele- space elevator it has a screen on the floor and a screen in the ceiling. And so you can see the <laughs> Earth dropping away below you and see the space station you're heading to up above you. And I just love how after 66 years, they went full circle and brought that back in a way to get into yeah, the restaurant. Like um, all the graphics. That's better than what oh, uh, it was originally. Absolutely. Like what was an opening day <laughs> attraction for Disneyland and a major attraction is now just a way to get into a restaurant. And I, you're absolutely right, Robbie. <laughs> I guarantee it's going to look like a thousand times better and I might like it <laughs> and I hope that it might as well be because it's gonna be it looks like a really nice restaurant up there too uh, yeah except for the carpet but besides that <laughs> 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 yeah no I'm very excited for the space 220 restaurant because then you're gonna get off the elevator the space elevator head to your table and just have views orbiting the earth and according to the concept art and we're going to know this by the time we record our next episode like there's like other space objects floating around outside there's an astronaut and i'm kind of hoping like when you eat at the the coral reef restaurant at the living seas or the, the seas 
Uh, you know how sometimes they'll have the scuba diver in there feeding the fish and you can watch them and, you know, go by the window and wave to them. I kind of hope they do that with like a CGI, CGI astronaut going by your space window. That'd be a nice little touch. And in the concept art, there is one. So hoping like hell. And that is my deep dive into space 220. <laughs> Whew. That was a, probably the most talking I've ever done on this podcast. Mm. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> I've never yeah. got a slow clap before, like ever, anytime. That was, that felt good. You did good. I feel like you deserve oh, thank it. Thank you. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that was a lot for a restaurant, but very excited for it. I've been looking forward to it since they announced it. Uh, any, I was looking forward to it whenever I was there for my last trip, but it never opened. Yeah, it was supposed to be open then. And then something mm-hmm. about a global pandemic. But that, I mean, that was before that. Uh, well, there was also, there was also, I think, trouble finding and keeping the head chef. Oh, yeah, there was. If I'm not mistaken. So, so. guys, how do you feel about this? Like, not, not necessarily for main topic, but. Obviously, next week, the restaurant will be open. I, I think we should go over the menu next week, because it hasn't been released yet. Ooh. And I love all things space, and I, I'm really curious to see what they serve in this restaurant. And if I'm not saying that there will be, but just since I'm elbow deep in this deep dive now, I hope that some of the food is some kind of a callback to something or other <clears throat> somewhere along the lines. They have a lot to call back to. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Whew, my throat's a little crispy now. Hey, Here you go, here's some water. Oh, yeah, thanks, Jordan. Hey. <laughs> it's weird how it changed. Yeah, he poured it into my cup, it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Just had your eyes closed, <laughs> Robbie. Speaking of Robbie, be- called before we end this uh, episode, I do want to have a special tribute to Robbie, because this is going to be his last episode. Robbie, where are you going? <laughs> for a while <laughs> Japan on purpose <laughs> anyway and that concludes our tribute to Robbie no <laughs> <laughs> wow nice I'll see myself out <laughs> no no I'll see you out for you <laughs> so anyway Robbie I've enjoyed you ha- having you on here have fun in Japan send me a postcard <laughs> Merry <laughs> fuckmas <laughs> Kiss his ass. <laughs> Kiss his ass. <laughs> Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, shit. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, we are the Mickey Mutineers. I'm Jake, that's Josh, that's Jordan, that's Robbie. If you have not enjoyed this episode, we are Radio Harambe. I'm Mike, that's Dave, that's Dave, that's Dave. Get out. I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really you have not enjoyed us, you have been... The uh, the What's Dead podcast. All right, good night, everybody. Let's go. And next year, we will be broadcasting live from Fort Asshole. That's the name of our castle. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <'em. laughs>